Hello, gorgeous. Welcome to another episode of Gala Loves Everything. Do you like this new intro track? I think I do. Let me know. This episode is all about when we get scared that we are going to manifest something terrible. And this is something that I see people get wrong about manifesting all the time. And it's also something that historically I have gotten wrong about manifesting. And now that I know the truth, you know how I am, I can't help but share what I've learned with you. So this really was inspired by an Instagram DM that I got the other day. And I'm just going to read you this segment so you know where I'm going with this. She said, I would love to listen to you talk about what feeling good means to you now, years after you started making it your job. I'm very new to the Abraham Hicks feeling good thing, and I wonder what it looks like for someone more experienced. As a newbie, I notice I start fearing the negative thoughts and feelings. Now, this is something that I see happen all the time. People who are new to manifesting, who you know have essentially been living their life in this kind of um, unawakened state, you know, they're just like going through their life, ticking off their to-do list, feeling miserable and wondering like, is there anything more to life? When they come across manifesting as a concept, maybe they start listening to a spiritual teacher, Abraham Hicks, someone like that, and they start to become aware that their thoughts and their feelings are creating their reality, which is absolutely true, by the way they start to get really afraid of the negative or so-called negative thoughts they're having, the fears they're experiencing, et cetera, and can start to get really obsessed with like, oh my God, high vibes only at all times. Like I, I can't go to those other places because I'm going to create something terrible. And we start to think like, oh, well, if I, if I consider the fact that like my business isn't working as it is, like I'm going to create massive failure. So I have to be in this place of just like pretending everything's okay. I have to fake it till I make it. Or if I think about, you know, I'm worried that like my boyfriend's going to leave me. If I think about that, or if I look at what's not working in the relationship, then I'm just going to create a, a divorce or a separation. And so I can't do that. I have to just focus on what's good. <sighs> And as you can probably tell, this is a very manic place to come from. And it's a very unpleasant place to be because you're essentially cutting off and totally denying a very real and potent part of your mind and your feelings and your emotions. So I want to invite you to start to view your emotions and your fears are included in that because fear is an emotion as your internal weather system. And I want you to think about the way that every single type of weather has a benefit to the environment, right? Like you may desire bright blue, sunny skies every day, but if there's bright blue, sunny skies every day and there's no variation, the environment suffers, right? The environment needs water, it needs wind, it needs all these other things to create and sustain life. So for example, without rain, the seeds that we have planted don't grow into fruit. So we really need to have the full gamut of experiences and feelings in order to create things in our lives. And it's really essential that we allow ourselves to feel everything and release those feelings. 
So I think a place that people get tripped up is they feel like if I allow myself to feel this thing, then I have to stay there. And what I have been very vigorously learning over the past few months is that when you really allow yourself to feel a feeling, when you really open your arms to the emotion and you're like, okay, I'm willing to feel you, give me everything you've got. When you feel it fully, it goes away really quickly. It moves through your body really quickly, just like a a rapid thunderstorm, right? It's really intense. There's thunder and booms and lightning and shakes the house, but then it goes away as fast as it arrived. And we have to really feel our feelings this way. We have to allow ourselves to feel everything fully in order to let them release and become something else. So just because we're like, okay, you have to feel your feelings, that doesn't mean that you wallow in your feeling. And in fact, I find that the the wallowing in a feeling and the staying stuck in a feeling is because you're only allowing yourself to feel like a part of that feeling. Maybe you're only feeling 40% of it where you need to feel 100%. Or maybe you're like, okay, it's all right for me to feel anger, but I won't let myself feel shame. And so because we're just feeling the anger and we're refusing the shame, it sticks around for a long time because we're not feeling all of these things. And it's so important that we let ourselves feel all of this because when we refuse to feel or we deny our feelings or we try to ignore our feelings and we redirect our focus, or we go back to the inbox, or we scroll compulsively through Instagram because we don't want to feel things. You know, I think there's a lot of numbing that goes on through the use of social media and Instagram and TikTok specifically. When we refuse to feel the emotions and we will just do anything we can to avoid them, the feeling just goes underground. And all it does is get gnarlier and more repressed. It like grows these roots, becomes something really wild. And we want to avoid that. It's so much easier to just feel it in the moment and then be like, cool, I felt it. Next, let's move to the next thing. And that's a really healthy way of experiencing your feelings is to feel it fully, the whole width and breadth of it, and then release it, let it go move into something else. So the coolest thing about this is that when we allow those so-called negative feelings to flow through us and we let go of them without assigning a story to them, without making ourselves bad or wrong for feeling them, without feeling shame or guilt for having these big feelings, we can get back to feeling good even faster. And something I want to invite you to consider is that maybe the reason that you feel guilt or shame about your big feelings is that you weren't allowed to have big feelings as a child. Maybe in your childhood home, there was one person who was allowed to feel big feelings and the rest of you were not. And so we often are struggling with an early childhood story about what big feelings mean, what they say about us. Um, maybe that we're out of control or we're unpredictable or we're unlovable or we're not good or something like that. So if that's something that you feel there's a little tinge of 
in your feelings story, I want you to start thinking about that. And did you learn this at a young age? It's almost, almost inevitable that you did. So when we're talking about, you know, feeling these big feelings and I'm like, okay, let yourself feel the big feeling and let it move through you so that you can get into the feeling good place. You might be like, mm, yeah, well, I don't know. Abraham Hicks says like, you know, you gotta like focus on what you want. I don't, girl, I'm not sure about this. I want you to notice that even Abraham Hicks talks about contrast. Abraham Hicks talks about the idea that when something is not going the way you want it to, it is helping you get clarity around what you actually want. When things are not working, it's giving you so much valuable data on what it is you want. So remember that. She is not saying, no, you shouldn't feel that at all. She's saying, no, that's useful. You should use that. And, you know, this whole thing about the feelings is why we acknowledge the negatives when we're doing tapping. We need to look our problems in the eye. If you are struggling in your business, with your health, with your relationship, with your body image, pretending that you don't have an issue or a problem there is not going to help you solve it. We need to acknowledge what's not working so that we can get clear about what we actually want. And we need to be able to offer ourselves unconditional love, acceptance, and forgiveness. That is why one of the key phrases in tapping is, even though I have this problem, I deeply and completely love and accept and forgive myself. And when we give ourselves that gift of that grace, that even though things aren't perfect, I love myself anyway. I accept myself as I am. I forgive myself for where I am. It creates these new channels of freedom. It opens us up. It releases the shame and the pain and the embarrassment and the guilt. It clears it all away. It's like a river. It just washes that stuff away so that you can create new pathways, new experiences so that you can dream bigger. But when shame has you in a chokehold, there's no shifts that can happen. I really believe that your refusal to acknowledge your problems is what is keeping you stuck. It takes a big person to be like, you know what? This isn't working. The way I'm doing this is not working. Because when you do that, you have the opportunity to create something new. But if you don't acknowledge that it's not working, you're just going to keep banging your head against the wall. And that is not going to get you what you want. Telling yourself the truth is truly the first step to transformation. It really is. The truth is powerful. And we all know that deep down on a subconscious level, you know that the truth is powerful, but maybe you're afraid to admit some of these things to yourself, because if you admit them, then you're going to be faced with changing them. But I am telling you that without admitting what's not working, there is no transformation. So you have to be willing to face that stuff. So to go back and answer the original question, what does feeling good look like to me? It's really taking care of my emotional health first. 
So for example, two weeks ago I was in Las Vegas and I was graduating our first class of Gala Darling method, which is my tapping method. It was so exciting. Oh my God. It was one of the best weeks I've had in ages, but it was also a really big week for me emotionally at a, you know, emotional, spiritual kind of level. And so what I would do was I would wake up in the morning at the Wynn Hotel, I'd press a button, I'd open my curtains, I'd have a view of Las Vegas, and then I would park my ass in front of the mirror. I would tap in the mirror, I would cry it out before I went on to hold the energy of 45 people. And that was really essential. It's like, if you are holding a group like that, you need to really take care of your own emotional health first. And, you know, a year ago, if I was feeling that way, I would have just choked it down. I would have been like, no, there's no time for tears. Like, let's fucking go and soldier through. But when you do that, you're cutting yourself off from your power. You're cutting yourself off from your truth. You're cutting yourself off from your emotions. You can't connect to people in a real way, in a real meaningful way, because you're not connected to yourself. So as you can see, for me, feeling good is not about denying my feelings at all. It's about making space for them and letting them be so that I can go on and be great. Another thing that feeling good looks like is having really good boundaries. And this is something I have been actively working on for a long time, but I've really switched into a new gear with boundaries. And now I am actively saying no to things that I know are going to drain me or hurt me. I'm actively putting limits on the time I spend talking to or being in the company of people who just are not aligned with me. And that doesn't make them bad people. It doesn't mean I don't like them. I may still like them, but it just means I know what's going to work for me and what's going to feel good for me. And I am not available for what's not going to work. It also means spending time doing what I love. Um, last week I went to Palm Springs for Natalia's wedding and it was everything my soul needed to do that drive and listen to music, to check into my beautiful hotel, to lie on my bed, to go out and be in the sun and just enjoy my life. It was so vital to do those things. And it's also feeling good for me is making an effort to fall in love with my life and with myself. And I think we all have periods where we're more in love with our lives and ourselves than others. And I'm really focusing on that at the moment. It's like my number one job and priority is to do what feels authentically good to me. So here is a, a quick unofficial list of things that really make me feel good and in love with my life and myself writing Peloton every morning, um, taking naked photos and reminding myself what a fucking bad bitch I am, getting really dressed up. Um, I'm at the moment shopping for the S Factor retreat, which is basically a striptease retreat. I'm so excited about this. So buying those outfits, getting dressed up, um, trying them on is so fun. I'm actually making a video right now of trying on all the outfits for my strip retreat. I'll put it up on YouTube soon once it's done which I think you'll love. 
Um, it's dreaming big. It's like sitting at breakfast with my friends and brainstorming and coming up with new ideas and new ways of seeing things. It's journaling and being with myself and my thoughts. It's dancing with my friends in six inch Versace platform heels, which by the way, yes, my back did hurt the next day, but it was fucking worth it. Um, It's driving really fast in my car that I love. It's podcasting and daydreaming about finding someone to bedazzle this microphone that I have here. Um, It's taking on new challenges and trying new things and putting myself out of my comfort zone and really falling back in love with my life. And Oh, I can't even tell you how good it feels to fall back in love with my life. And I also can't tell you how magnetic that is. When you are deeply in love with your life, you don't have to try to attract the things that you want. They will just come to you. And that is such a beautiful gift and realization. And it's something that I know this intrinsically, but it's really easy to forget it. And so if you are struggling with feeling good right now or worrying about your thoughts or whatever, I really want to encourage you to be like, fuck all that, throw all that to the side. Don't even worry about it. And instead focus on what can I do to fall in love with my life right now? My friend, Erin May Henry is always talking about this idea of becoming the coolest person, you know, and I just love that phrase because it's so Firstly, original to every person. And secondly, it's such a cheat code to living a life that makes you feel alive. And when you feel alive and when you feel good, you create everything you want in your life effortlessly. That's the trick, right? We don't want to have to force it, push it, chase it, hustle after it. No. When you feel authentically good because you're in love with your life and you're having a good time, The thoughts and ideas come so easily. You'll be taking inspired action because you're so excited about your idea and the abundance follows. The dates follow. The opportunities just arrive in your inbox because you're out there living in this lit up juicy way. So that is what I believe we all get wrong about manifesting We're terrified of these scary negative thoughts, but we don't need to be. You need to just observe them and let them flow through you. Let them be the weather system, not your whole world, and let them go so that you can fall back in love with your life again. Do those things that feel really good to you. And Truly, when you do this, manifesting is effortless. It's so easy. It's like you just do it in your sleep. It happens without you even having to think about it. For example, I was in Palm Springs last week and I was sitting on a pool lounger, like a double lounger bed thing with my friend Shauna. And I was telling her, I really want to just have my business so streamlined so I can live more in the world. And I want to do more outdoor activities and I want to not be staring at a screen all the time, honestly. And she was like, okay, like what kind of things, you know, are you thinking of? And I was like, you know, I really want to go and do an all women's surf camp in Costa Rica. I've wanted to do it for ages, but I was like too scared or procrastinating or something. So it never happened. And she was like, oh, okay, that sounds interesting. 
Two hours later, I'm at Natalia's wedding. And after the ceremony, we go to dinner and we have assigned seating. I sit down and I start talking to the woman across from me and I say, you know, how do you know Natalia? She's like, oh, we met in San Diego. You know, I used to be a pro surfer and now I lead, you know, surf retreats in Costa Rica. What? Wow. And this is what I mean by the idea of go out there and live your life in a way that lights you up in a way that is not about you looking for approval or validation from other people, but is about you being your dope ass self and doing like what really makes you happy. It doesn't have to impress anybody else. It just has to impress you. And the trick to that is when you impress yourself, you do impress other people. They do respect you just by default because you respect you and everyone else is just a mirror. I hope this is helpful. I love you so much. Um, If you have ideas of subjects you'd like me to talk about in this podcast, please let me know. You can DM me on Instagram, but of course I always love to read a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoyed this, please share with a friend, especially someone who maybe is new to manifesting and is afraid of thinking the wrong thoughts and manifesting something terrible. Just remind them that their feelings are just the weather system and it's okay to feel them and to let them go and to let them rush through you. I love you. I'll see you in the next episode. Mwah.